Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you joining us here and watching the NSP Nutrition Show or listening if you're hearing it on the podcast. Today, we've got a great show for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about the most common shoulder training mistakes. And, you know, a lot of injuries happen on your shoulders or even your upper area in your shoulders if you're not having proper form. So I'm glad that we're going to be going over this. And also, we've got some amazing fan questions from you guys. So we appreciate that content as well. All right. So let's get started, Armin. Uh, where did this topic come from? You know, were you watching other people in the gym with that bad technique and form or what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is, is I see it in almost every gym. And even I train in the geriatric anytime fitness gym here in Crystal River because that's the <laughs> yeah. whole community. And it, it it's just amazing what you see. I mean, it truly is. Um, but I see it with people that, you know, I see stupid mistakes being made by people that well, I can't, I don't want to say they're stupid. I'm just going to say mistakes that they're making because they don't realize what's, what they're doing, even where people are in pretty good shape. It's just because mm -hmm. they just don't, they don't, they don't know. I think the thing I've seen the most is, is I don't want to say improper form or anything like that. Cause I, I see a lot of different things, but when somebody just gets up and sets the weight and they pump it out as fast as they can, right. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> like they're doing something impressive. Like, Hey, look at me, look how fast I'm doing this. Uh, I, I think that's the one thing I've seen the most of that. I just don't understand. Uh, but Kind of curious, Armin. Where do you want to start on this? Yeah, good question. Uh, first off, I think the the biggest thing that really amazes me is that the um, even the well trained athletes that I see training uh, are just they're doing shoulder presses and going to complete. They think that the, just by doing shoulder presses, it's going to completely develop your shoulders, and that is not the case. I mean, just doing a shoulder press is not going to develop the entire shoulder. Uh, and I just can't believe that people actually believe that, you know, you have other people that experts, so to, so to speak, that just do a compound exercise. It'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. Well, no, if you want nice shoulders, that's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, if you want full development and getting them nice and round, just doing shoulder presses of any type is not going to get you there. And Vince, you know, Vince Gerona figured that out a long time ago. And that's how he was able to, he figured out you got to train them a specific way. And, you know, people, I guess they just don't, they don't quite understand that. <laughs> so in doing shoulder presses, is that something that you should really do at all then? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a compound exercise. So it's important to include it in your routine. Um, but there are other movements that isolate and get the development that you're going to need to get all the different sides of the shoulder. You have the side of the shoulder and you got the back of the shoulder and obviously the front of the shoulder. So, you know, you want to develop all the muscles evenly. Um, and But at the same time, just doing the shoulder presses as you're like, what what I see happening, they'll do the shoulder presses first. 
to use heavy weight. And then they want to mm -hmm. go do the isolation exercises. And I get that. And that'll work for a period of time. But that's really not the, the best way if you want to really activate and get good shoulder development, in my opinion. So I like to prefer, I prefer to warm up with a shoulder press because it is a compound movement. So it gets your tricep engaged and you know, your front shoulder and all the other areas. Um, but this, and with that, I'll use, you know, machine, you know, barbell, dumbbells, uh, and, you know, even cables for that matter. Um, but because it's a compound exercise, it warms the whole area up. So I like to do it for that. But when it comes to um, really getting a lot of shoulder development, what I found works really well is doing pre-exhaust work by, you know, isolating the sides and the back of the shoulders and then finish with a compound exercise since your triceps are still fresh. So you can mm -hmm. further fatigue. It's the same concept I use for chest training. You know, I do fly work before I start going into heavy presses because I want to isolate and get that, get the uh, muscle activated. Um, so that's, and uh, you know, with that being said, another thing is um, on shoulder presses is as your strength improves, I do not feel it's really a good idea, especially with doing compound movements, heavy dumbbell presses. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people injure their shoulders is using dumbbells uh, for the presses. Now, I'm not saying you don't want to do them. I'm just saying when you start getting really strong, because I've been through this myself, like when you start doing 80-pound, 90-pound dumbbell presses, which I've done, the problem is is getting them up there properly without straining yourself, and then, then after you get done, unloading them properly without straining yourself. So I'm not a big fan of doing heavy, heavy dumbbell presses. And I really don't believe you're going to miss a whole lot of uh, development by not doing super heavy dumbbell presses. I do know mm -hmm. this. You're more likely to get injured just because of the way you you put you get the weight in place and you dismount. Unless you got two spotters on each side, they know exactly what you're doing. To me, it's not worth the effort. So I don't recommend that. I'd rather do something barbell-related, uh, machine-related, or even, um, again, it has to be in a situation where you you have the heavyweight stacked, but you can get in and out of the heavyweight without putting your shoulder in a bad position. So that's my, mm -hmm. you know, Keith, I want to mention there. Well, that's a lot of good information about that. And I'm kind of curious, you know, that's one area that you're focused on. Have you seen some other mistakes as well in the gym in this area? Yeah, you kind of alluded to that earlier is you, you see people that are trying to swing the weight or use as much momentum as possible to you know move the weight. And it mm -hmm. can be lightweight or it can be heavyweight, but they, they think that the faster they move something, because uh, they're focused on counting reps, I think, in most cases, they think that's doing something and it really isn't. I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, kipping. Mm -hmm. or crossfit they think doing these kipping movements actually do something for your muscles and all you're doing is tearing the hell out of your joint it's the last exercise i'd recommend to anybody um, mm -hmm. for me uh so i'm more of a slow controlled try to feel the muscle working focus on it so do the you know do the movement slower get that mind muscle link working so you can engage as much muscle fiber as possible you have to get your brain to function as well to engage the muscle fibers just moving the weight around you're, you're right. going to get minimal, you're going to get minimal effect. And the reason I can say this is because I already did all that. And, you know, I thought I was doing something, but at the end of the day, the development wasn't coming. And, and then I had other people comment, you know, you might want to do that a little slower. So what I'm talking about here is using a tempo 
that's more controlled. So you know, like a four one one two or four one one one. So and what that basically means as far as tempo is the speed of how you raise and lower the weight. So a four count just means how you're lowering the weight. So it's a four count negative. And then you have a one count stretch at the bottom. You still have tension on the muscle, so you don't relax. And then you do a one count positive, you know, where you're raising the weight. All right. And then after that, you get into a contracted position and then hold that for a one to two count as well. Mm -hmm. So a four, one, one, two is going to be the four count negative, one count stretch, one count positive, two count static hold to contract the muscle a lot and then repeat. Now the four, one, one, one is just, you're only going to contract the muscle for one second and then start the process over again. So if you do these things, you're going to notice more engagement. You're going to notice more activation of muscle tissue and basically going to fatigue a lot quicker. That's what really happens to it. All right. So I think that's really important. Uh, but, you want to keep that in mind for all exercises. Moving the weight really rapidly, people are like, oh, I want to get power. I want to get power. Right. Well, power comes from the positive. You know, power isn't coming from the negative. Okay. So if you want to get more power, then focus on the one count up. But the negative is what actually activates a lot more muscle fiber and you're also stronger. So use that as a, as a leverage for you versus just missing it all together and coming down really fast. And also, it takes the momentum out of the joint so you don't get strains, which a lot of people do because they're just doing things way too fast because they're trying to get as many reps as they can to see how they'll do. It's like the, it's like the person that sits, wants to do push-ups and they want to get, they want to see if they can do 100 push-ups. Well, they're doing them rocking fast. Okay, well, that isn't doing anything for you. you know, are you getting a push-up right. done? Yeah, but trying to do, doing them rocking fast is like it's a zero-sum game. You're not getting anything out of that. Mm -hmm. you're just kidding yourself anyways so i just want to highlight that <laughs> all no no all of that's really good stuff um all right so what's next armin well the one that really irritates me uh, personally is people doing front lower raises and for some reason uh every gym has people doing these front lower raises and it's like they actually really focus on them and the, unfortunately it's like uh, they don't realize that's not doing a whole lot. If you're doing any kind of pressing movement, you're getting your front shoulders. So every time you train your chest or every time you do a pressing movement, you're getting your front shoulder. So what you're basically doing is you're wasting your time. I want to emphasize this, wasting your time. Okay, so stop doing that. All right, now, if you feel like you have to do it, well, then go ahead and do it. But uh, it's like almost to me, like in my gym, I see it all the time. I mean, it's ridiculous how often I see it. It's like somebody's done a seminar on front lat front lateral raises, and that's what you need to do for, for whatever reason. I mean, it's like it makes absolutely no sense, okay? It's a worthless exercise, all right? Again, just remember, <laughs> you're working your shoulders all the time when you're doing pressing movements of any type, so they're getting that. And, and what you'll end up doing if you do continue to, to do it, you're going to overdevelop your front shoulder where it makes your chest look more shallow. That's that's the offset. So think about that if you're really stuck on doing front lower raises. And then, I mean, these people are doing three and four sets or even more, like they're going to really get something out of this. It's like, it's like the person that does uh, abdominal work every day and they do like two or 300 reps of movements. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. It's worthless. It, it makes no sense. So wherever you got the information from, throw it in the trash, 
relook at what you're doing. <laughs> if you if you want more results, if not, well, then that's on you. <laughs> right, right. That's good stuff. Um, all right. So, what would be another one that you could talk about? This one is also really interesting too, and I've seen this. You'll see it in different um, videos and stuff where people are trying to help people out, but. People think that if you use a neutral grip where your palms are facing each other and you're pressing up, that that only works the front shoulder. And that's not true. That works the whole entire shoulder as well. Uh, so don't think that you always have to have your a pronated grip where your hands are, are to your side and you're pressing up as the only way you train your shoulders. It's just effective to do the neutral grip. And re really, though, it's safer. It's much safer on the shoulder joint because there's very little impingement on the joint by doing a neutral grip where you're pressing up. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, it does not matter which grip you're using. Now, if you like a grip because you seem to feel a little bit better, that's fine. But I've done it both ways and they're, they're very effective. All right. So don't get, don't let somebody go, well, all your work is your front shoulder there. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So what's next? All right. So this is a, you know, Vince Gironda, you know, he really promoted the upright row. And you got a lot of exercise physiologists or exercise experts that throw the upright row out of the bus. It's an impingement on the joint. It does all these bad things. That's, and that's true if you're doing it wrong. And that's what most people are doing. They're doing it wrong. They're not using a shoulder with grip. And they're, you know, they're bringing their grip in way too close, you know, close to the chin or inside the chest. And that's really not even working your shoulders. Okay, and that is going to cause an impingement if you do it that way. But if you have the shoulder with grip, your shoulders are going to lay naturally and come up naturally the way they should, and you're going to get a really good effect from it. But, you know, so many people, are just, they got this grip so close, whether it's using a cable or a barbell or, or dumbbells, and they just don't realize that that's, that's not really working your shoulders. That's not working at all. Mm -hmm. um, but they, yeah, I don't get it. They just, they, they just keep doing it irregardless. And you know, if something you're doing when it comes to training and you're not really feeling it, step back and do a little more research. There's plenty of things. Now, unfortunately, some of it's misguided, but there's plenty of resources to learn more about how to do an exercise effectively these days. So it's not like it's a mystery and you need somebody to hold your hand doing it. You just right. you just experiment with it. I mean, Vince figured that out a long time ago and he mastered how to do an upright row. And, you know, it is a good shoulder developer, but a lot of people throw on the bus because they don't think it's effective and, or they, they feel like, you know, you're going to cause a, an injury. So, oh, one other thing. Sometimes people use it way too much weight on that exercise. It's not, oh. it's not about heavy, heavy weight on that. So if you do that, yeah, you could cause a joint problem because you're heaving the weight, but it's not the exercise that's the problem is what I want to emphasize. It's how you're doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of this is making a lot of sense. Um, I'm sure you got more, you got some more things for us. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. But, uh, so let's say this, uh, I really can't believe it, but I, I've seen even in video demonstrations, um, basically people that, you know, like a, one, one guy has won several Olympias and he does his shoulder workout and he goes from a barbell shoulder press, to a dumbbell shoulder press to a machine shoulder press. And I'm looking at it going, why are you doing that? You work it's the same damn exercise. You're not so why are you shifting from one to the other? I mean, it just didn't make any sense. And I see people do that. They'll they'll do the 
press behind the neck, which I don't recommend that either. I did that for years. I don't recommend it at all because it, can, it does cause an impingement on the joint and it's really not that beneficial. So you want to keep your, your hands in an, into the center of your body when you're doing your pressing, if you're going to use a pronated type grip. Okay. If you're using a neutral grip, it doesn't matter. You're, you're covered. Okay. But just going from the one shoulder exercise, to another exercise that are all compound movements is mm-hmm. a waste of time. You're going to be much better off just picking one compound movement for that workout and folk and using it. And the next time you train to keep it fresh, use a different compound movement. So maybe one day it's machine presses. The next time you train shoulders, maybe that's going to be a barbell press. Next mm-hmm. time you train shoulders, maybe that's going to be um, a cable press. Uh, and then the next time, maybe it is going to be a dumbbell press. Okay. So uh, just want to highlight that use your brain on this stuff. Okay. Um, and then the thing is, is if you're doing it that way, you're just doing a bunch of sets that you're wasting time. I mean, if you're, if you're going to do a high volume, just do the same exercise and do a bunch of volume. But going from the same compound movement to another compound movement to another compound movement makes no sense. So don't do that. You're wasting your time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So what's next? All right. Um, to me, I don't think it's a good idea to um, do shoulder presses, especially heavy behind the neck, like I mentioned before. Um, and then even though I, I used to do them, because I just think that you're going to get a joint problem. And I see a lot of people still doing the uh, shoulder press with the barbell behind the neck. So I want to caution. Now, I will say this. Vince had a press that you go behind the neck and then over your head and and then um, to the front of your chest. It's called the Vince, uh, actually the Vince shoulder, barbell shoulder press. <clears throat> um, but, and it's called a back and forth press is another name. Now, the difference with doing that movement versus just doing a barbell shoulder press behind the neck is that's a short range of motion. That bar only comes up just above your head to go back and forth. So that's a different effect. So, mm-hmm. And again, it's not designed to go super heavy. So that exercise is actually still good. But doing heavy barbell presses behind the neck, I think you're, you're looking to get an injury. And you, I see a lot. So, And once you injure your shoulder, that's a huge problem. So that you need to be focused on not getting injuries. It's good to test the waters with some strength, but you need to do it in a safe, controlled manner because once you got an injury, it's going to affect everything. It affects your back exercises. It's going to affect your chest exercises because the shoulder is not where it needs to be. So I, I really recommend doing your barbell presses to the front, close to the neck, and then pressing up. You're going to be much safer that way and have less issues. All right? So I just don't recommend doing the barbell behind the neck press, um, and especially heavy. Yeah, Uh that that actually really kind of makes a lot of sense. Going behind your neck, that awkward motion and movement doesn't seem like yeah. it would be good news, right? Um, you know, honestly, Armin, I, I don't know how the audience is feeling right now, but I really had no idea that training shoulders effectively was this involved. Um, <laughs> gosh, uh, so what else do you have for us? All right, so then... Uh... No one seems to know how to uh, train the real delts, um, which is really important. Um, and so I don't, you don't see enough emphasis on working that area. And that makes a big difference in how it affects your, your back training and other movements. So um, if you want a good round shoulder, you have to learn how to train your rear delts. 
And I got to say, it's not the easiest thing to learn because it's just a very small muscle that lays on the backside of your shoulder. But if you hit it the right way and get it developed, your shoulders will be so nice and round. It's really impressive. And all the, the best physique athletes, they have good shoulders, the best ones. Okay. They don't, there's no weakness. It's like perfectly circular almost. So you need to engage how to train that. Um, so one of the things that you want to continue to do is focus on it because it does take a lot of mind muscle link as well to really get to feel the contraction. And so people just kind of don't do it because they can't seem to do it. So they can't seem to figure it out or they just throw the weight back and forth and they don't get the angle right. So one of the things I think it would help a lot of people is if you want to learn how to engage that rear deltoid muscle, then I'd recommend using a rear delt machine or pec deck. Mm -hmm. You take the pec deck and you go the opposite direction and use a overhand pronated grip, not a neutral grip, but overhand pronated grip. So that when you bring your arms back, they're, they're straight. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can feel that muscle engage as you bring them all the way back to contract them. So I think that's really good thing to uh, help people with that. And again, as you're bringing the arms back and again, your arms are straight, um, you're going to, you should keep coming back until you can feel that muscle engage. And it takes a little while to do it. So start with light weight, but if you feel like you're not feeling much and add a little more weight just so you start to engage it. Mm -hmm. But if you work your rear delts the right way, you're going to, you're going to get a nice developed shoulder. And then again, you still got to do the side, the side of the shoulders, but um, you know, there's plenty of lateral movements and machines that can help you with that and cables. So you have a lot of variety and that's just a matter of using your hand position, which Vince highlights the, the most, most effective ways to do that. I mean, he was a master, a good to shoulder development. Hmm. Well, we've talked about a lot of different exercises and grips and positions and all that good stuff. My question I always ask is what about sets and reps? Uh, can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Um, and I see a lot of people do weird stuff with that too. Some people think you have to do a super high rep and some people, only, you know, you're just trying to do really heavy work and minimal reps. But um, in my opinion, uh, the most important thing is if you just do, when you're doing your sets and reps, let's talk about sets. If you're the person that just keeps doing straight sets, you do a set of, you know, six to 10 reps, rest, do a set of ten, six to 10 reps, and rest your over time your central nervous system is going to pick that up and you're not going to get much development and this is a chronic problem with all exercises for people in the gym they keep doing this do a set and rest do a set and rest or progressive overload where they're going to add more weight okay that works to a point but you're if you want to get good development you got to get out of your your comfort zone increase that intensity and that's not going to be from just doing straight sets so i just want to bring that up if you're looking to get better results or if you're already flatline stop doing straight sets and start looking at more higher intensity exercises like supersets and other things which we'll, we'll touch on that quickly but um i like to do 12 to 15 sets for my shoulders i just found that that works real well and i like to do 6 to 12 reps as heavy as possible with good form um i mean <laughs> when you use good form and you're going heavy, you're going to activate more muscle fiber, but it's an adjustment as well. And even when you're doing that, you have to really again focus on how you're feeling the muscle, how, how it is fatigue. And if you're feeling the fatigue really well, when you start to lose range of motion, that means you're, you're on point with it. So then as you, as you improve, then you want to start working on even higher intensity to really stimulate that much more muscle fiber. But for me, it's 12 to 15 sets 
uh, and then six to 12 uh, heavy, heavy uh, reps with a good. Mm -hmm. Now on top of that, um, I'd also like to, like I mentioned before, if you increase the intensity by doing supersets and tri-sets and giant sets, um, you're going to see a really good development from the shoulder area. Uh, I mean, you just want to push as much blood into that area because you use your shoulders all the time. And so they're like the calf muscle. They can handle a lot of endurance because you're always moving around, raising your arm up and down, raising your arm to the side. So I think doing these higher volume uh, when pushing a lot of blood to them type of um, intensity sets works the best. I just found it, it worked really good for me. So keeping a quick pace, so you keep that blood in there and then really fatiguing that muscle, you're going to get much better results in my opinion. Hmm. Well, we're unfortunately running out of time. Uh, how would you like to wrap all this up? A lot of great information. <laughs> all right. So in my opinion, you, you, you got to have to have a plan if you're going to train your shoulders. And with that, you need to make sure that you're, you're hitting all three heads. And that's really important uh, if you want to get the best gains. Okay, because you'll see your, your strength will also go up as you get all three heads engaged, especially on your presses. Anyways, if that's something that's important to you, uh, focus on feeling the areas that you're training Okay, and engage that muscle as much as possible. So use slow, controlled manner type movements and then hit it, hit that way you can hit as many fibers as possible. Because you got to do enough work to, to fatigue all the muscle fibers, the slow twitch, the two medium twitch and the fast twitch. That's what's important. And then finally, it's probably a good idea not to follow what other people who are, who are in the gym doing unless you know they are a professional. Because I see there's so much shit that's just absolutely wrong at so many levels. Don't do that. But that's what you see have happen. People see somebody do something in the gym, like, oh, I'm going to try that. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of rethink that. And again, there's plenty of things you can look up online to learn more at this point in time. Yeah, there's YouTube videos and that kind of stuff. I mean, I have that. It's on my channel. If you want to learn how to do shoulder exercises, go to my channel, and you can learn learn that for free. You just pull it up, and I do a demonstration and even explain what I'm doing on the shoulder movement, uh, which should be helpful. So do those things to get more out of your time and stop following the crowd and the herd because they're going right off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Armin, I, I can't stress enough everything that you're saying. You have continued to reiterate proper form, taking yeah. your time and having a count uh, to get the maximum effectiveness for your workout. And and that's why you're in the gym or you're, why you're working out in the first place. So, you know, if you want that, listen to what Armin's saying. The count, the timing, the form it, it really is yeah. the key. Yeah, well, it works well. <laughs> absolutely absolutely well armin a lot of great information i'll tell you what i hope everybody right. learned something from that i sure did and um like i said we're we're out of time we're going to take a quick break stand by for a quick word from nsp nutrition and armin and i will be right back hey there my name is armin Eckelbarger, and i'm the creator of the elite exact method program are you a busy successful executive that is looking for all day energy and getting rid of that unwanted body fat? Do you want to get that sex drive back and feel more desirable again? If you are, then I am personally inviting you to start the Elite Exec Method program today. Go to EliteExecMethod.com, proven plan, real results. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. 
Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and hey, uh, you know, you just heard from NSP Nutrition. Just to let you guys know, this is Men Health's Men's Health Month, and on the website right now, twenty percent off all selected supplement or on selected supplements, and also thirty percent off all digital books. So oh, okay. cool. all of Vince's content up there, thirty percent off. Uh, if it's something that you've been looking for or wanting. Don't wait. Get it today. Uh, a great deal. 30% off Armin, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, take advantage and check out nspnutrition.com. All right. So, it's time for our fan questions, topics. And uh, last week, we did a show, and we were talking and got a question about footwear. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Renee up in Toronto, Canada saw the show and renee wants to know uh guys you talked about the footwear but uh what type of sock is uh. proper to wear with the footwear i've seen thick heavy socks i've seen thin sheer socks uh i guess they both have advantages and disadvantages armin what is your preference and that's from renee in toronto that's a that's a really good question because I do have a preference. I mean, you just don't think about these things, but you know these little details, um, and they can make a difference. So, I, all right, for me, if I'm doing leg work, I want a thicker sock. I want my sh my foot to be as snug in that shoe as possible. So I prefer a thicker sock. Now, if I'm doing upper body and that kind of thing, I like a thinner sock because if I'm sweating, I want my you know I want to, to get air to my feet a little easier. Um, because you know that that's more comfortable to me. But if I'm doing leg work, it needs to be a thicker sock because I don't want I want that foot to fit in there and that shoe nice and tight so nothing's moving around and I'm getting maximum uh, footing as I'm moving the weight. So it, it does make a difference, but it's also a personal preference. So I would say this: um, you know, if you're using a thinner socket, you know that's fine. But just make sure that your foot in that shoe is going to be solid when you're doing leg work because it, it does make a difference to me. So that's what I would have to say. Interesting. All right, Renee. Well, hopefully that answers the question. And thanks question. for that. We appreciate it. Uh, Armin, next question is from Samuel. And Samuel's out in San Diego, California. And Samuel wants to know, um, in regards to working out, he, he sees guys in the gym and they kind of wrap up their wrists or their elbows, knee. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and a, we could do a whole story on. <laughs> yeah. And his thought process is when he sees that is if you have a difficulty with that area, he sees them using heavy weight. Why are you using heavy weight if you have an injury or a bad arm or a sore reel? So, why don't they do lightweight and are wraps even effective? So that's kind of his question. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's another really good question. Um, I'm not a big fan of wraps at all. Uh, I used I used to use them a little bit just to kind of experiment. But um, what happens is, is, you know, guys don't want to lower the weight. So they're getting some tendonitis. And so if they use the wrap, they'll get some temporary um, relief. So they can continue to train heavy, but all they're doing is making it worse. So it, it, a lot of people don't know how to check their ego at the door as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, because wraps are really not necessary 
if you're doing things right. I don't care if it's a written. If you have an injury and you need to rehabilitate, okay, well, just use a wrap until it's rehabilitated. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the, the stupid stuff I see with people doing all these wraps, um, you know, just to just, and well, also wraps are used to help you use more weight. So they can be used for that. But again, you need to be careful with that. Because just because you're using more weight doesn't necessarily mean it's not putting extra pressure on the joint. And that's right. why people get a lot of joint problems because they're using super heavy weight. And the range of motion isn't even that great. I mean, if you watch them, their range of motion isn't, isn't good. But they're all about the weight. So that's the biggest problem. They're all about moving the weight. And they don't want to come in and not be strong like they've always been. And it could, again, you, you need to check your ego at the door because there's going to be days when you're shining and there's going to be days where you got to struggle and get through it. Right. That's just how right. life rolls. And I, I went through all that. It's a psychology game. And I didn't like it if I couldn't lift as much weight as I was, as I lifted before, <laughs> but also you got to get, you, you get plenty of humble pie as you, as you progress through things, because things don't work the way you think they would, or you're hoping they would. So then you got to step back and reevaluate what you're doing and be smart about it. But most of the guys are using these wraps. If they have these injuries, it's, it's just going to make it worse. And it's going to make it a long-term injury. So how much sense does that make? So, yeah, he's doing the right thing. Don't use wraps unless you do have an injury. Then use it temporarily to rehabilitate the area and then get rid of them to strengthen the joint and to keep it where it needs to be. And if you're getting tendonitis, that means you need to drop the weight back and, and take some supplements like Joint Relief Pro that NSP has to help reduce, relieve that tendonitis, that stress. Then you, you can go right back to lifting heavy weight again, but you've got to let the body recover. And that's where people make a lot of mistakes and they have these chronic injuries which don't, doesn't allow you to train. And I, I see so much of this stuff where people are complaining about all these problems they're having. It's because they're training improperly and not using their brain the right way. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have an area that's sensitive and causing you irritation, stop what you're doing that irritates it. Stop it. It's not helping you at all. It's just making it that much worse. So great question. All right, Samuel. Well, thank you so much for that question. And Thank you for watching another show here, the NSP Nutrition Show. We appreciate it. We need your content, topics, and questions. Uh, We appreciate it, and it helps a lot of people uh, who actually watch the show. We appreciate it if you could share it with your friends, family. If we can make the impact to one person, boy, that's a terrific accomplishment for us. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, all right. Well, that's it. Oh, and if you do need to contact us with that information, make sure you scan the QR code. You can do it that way. You can comment directly on the YouTube channel under the show that you're watching, or you can email directly at support at nspnutrition.com. Armin, another great show. Thanks so much for all the info. Yeah, no problem. Here to help. All right. Appreciate it. Join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.